Hello, welcome back to Let's Finally Watch It. I am Lauren Blair Donovan. And I'm Clark Knez. And this is my dog, Lady Grimaldi. And we are going to watch a movie today that I have not seen. And mm-hmm. I'm finally going to watch it. But Clark here has. And that movie is The Shining. Yes. It's a classic. Stephen yeah. King, right? Stephen yes. King, yes. Wrote it. But famously does not like the movie. Oh, I think I have heard that, yeah. but I never went down that rabbit hole. That just sounds mm-hmm. familiar because I haven't seen the movie. But this is like one of those movies that's also very in culture. Mm-hmm. So I understand that there's creepy ass twins at the end of hallways. Yeah. I understand Jack Nicholson is on the brink of a mental breakdown, sure. basically. But that could also just be Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, okay, so I'm not from Colorado, but I moved here from Colorado, right. so I often say I'm from Colorado, even though I'm from Pennsylvania. But uh, the Stanley Hotel, wait, which one? Is that the fictitious one, or is that the real one? Now I'm forgetting. That's the real one. Okay, the real one. Sorry. For a we're in the middle the, of the, the heat fake, wave still when we're fake. doing all this, so my brain is sometimes melted in this heat wave. The Stanley Hotel mm-hmm. is in Estes Park, yeah, or near Estes heard, Park, yeah. and it's a beautiful town. I love that town. And a lot of people would do, like, bachelorette parties there. Like, oh, let's wow. uh, rent a room and see if we get haunted. And right. I'm like, you couldn't pay me all the money in the world. Because I'm the type of person that doesn't believe in ghosts until you tell me we're in a haunted place. Mm-hmm. And then I'm scared witless. Right. Like, i not a fan. So, um, I feel like I not grew up, but, like, before I moved here, just a lot of folklore about, you know... Mm-hmm. the Stanley Hotel in general, and I'd get little tidbits. So I'm curious to see this movie that I feel like I can reference in bullshit that I've seen when I have not. Yes. The, this one's, a, uh, there's so many iconic scenes in it right. that it's like an easy one to just be like, oh yeah, I've seen it. Oh yeah. You know, what you just twins. listed right now. All you gotta say yeah. is twins. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, wasn't that scary? Boy, mm-hmm. oh boy. Yeah. The Stanley Hotel, it, it definitely plays a big part in in right. this movie. It, it's beautiful. It's also Stanley Kubrick, which you know he's a very meticulous director. So it it looks beautiful oh, like cool. all the time. Cool. Like it's 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 so well done. And um, yeah, I it's one of yeah it's 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 a very good like scary movie. It usually, is it's scary. Yeah. Usually I'm not a fan of scary mm-hmm. movies, but this one is so iconic that I'm actually excited for. Yeah. And I'm curious because this is from the 70s, right? Mm-hmm. Or, shoot, maybe early 80s? Damn. Uh, it's one of those. Late, late 70s, early 80s. It's from the disco yeah. era, yes, give or take. exactly. Uh, the roller skating era. Because that's what I think of when I think of The Shining. Right. I think of disco techs um, and roller <laughs> skating. But yeah, same same era. And... I'm curious because I know, I mean, obviously The Exorcist is from that time too, Mm -hmm. and it is very scary, but I also feel like so many contemporary horror films are so bloody and like shocking for shocking's sake. Mm -hmm. So I'm more, if I'm going to watch a horror movie, it's going to be from the 20th century. Right, yeah. And enjoy it. Because like I like House on Haunted Hill from like the 30s. I like uh, like anything with Vincent Price probably. Um, and then some, like I've seen The Exorcist a lot of times. You would think it'd be a movie that I that's haven't seen, sh- but I, shocking. yeah, I yeah, started watching it as like a 10 year old and like, oh. it was really scared, but it was, I, I was really scared, but it was also, um, 
I don't know. It was like a thing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I, I don't know. Somehow all my friends started watching it too. And there's also some great quotable things. If you want to be yes. a rebel 14 year old and say like that, your mother sucks cocks in hell. Exactly. In, yeah. the, in the voice, you know, like, That's you sucks cocks in hell. sorry, um, so your mommy. <laughs> So your mommy. Um, but, you know, it's like yes. there's uh, – I think that's the thing, like, with some of those older movies, whether they're so old and Vincent Price and it's in black and white and you can't even really tell that it's real blood or not, right. or whether it's, like, there's just these, like, funny things that give it texture, like half the things in The Exorcist. Like, mm-hmm. they're just not as scary, even if they are scary, because The Exorcist is very scary. And yeah. I know The Shining is scary, but I know that there's going to be other dimensions to it that are mm-hmm. going to make it – not right. just me hiding under the covers watching it the whole time. Does that make sense? No. It, it's So it's a difference between like being scared and dreading. So yeah. I feel like the movies that you're talking about, they they focus more on dread mm-hmm. than than fear, which mm-hmm. is a, I, which I think is two different things, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I, I, th- I think this one... If you okay, so if you like Exorcist, I, I yeah, that's all yeah. I'm gonna say about that. All right, all right, all right. All yeah. right. Anything you want to add before we go finally watch it? Because I think uh, that's all I have to say on it. I don't think right. I. I just know it's about so, a man who may or may not be a writer who's in a hotel. Sure. Okay. And then there's that's creepy ass twins. Hey, and it's that's, based on the Stanley Hotel and Stephen King's experience being there. Yes. Yeah. And um. Uh, so yeah, I guess, I guess like another bit of the backstory, it, it, it does divert a lot from the, the book. The book. So I, I think Is that's that why Stephen King doesn't like it. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't blame him. That would piss me off I, too. I get it. Knowing the book, cause I read, I read half the book in school. Quitter. <laughs> well, no, I, it was weird because it was like, you know, in language arts, how you have silent sustained reading. Yeah. I just like would, I would I read relatively fast, but like it just the school year ended and I didn't get to finish the rest of it. That's which such is a so fun dumb. story. <laughs> I know, and, and I, I weirdly like that because it's so believable because yeah. that does happen, but you just don't hear that. Yeah, I yeah. I, 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 I feel like it was. Uh, I feel like I should have kept going. And my mom loves this book. Okay. Um, there's also a sequel to it, not known as widely. It's called Doctor Sleep. And I'll mm-hmm. talk about that more later because okay. that does relate to this. Okay. But but what I do like about Doctor Sleep, and I do recommend that movie because it really bridges the gap between the, the book and the movie. Okay. So yeah, and also another thing about The Shining, there is also a a Stephen King approved miniseries that was on ABC. Uh, I think wait it was in they the did late like 90s. a miniseries that was basically an adaptation of the book, of the book, but it wasn't related to the movie at all. It was just its own kind of like how um, what would be a good example? Because I feel like a lot of stories get told a lot. Like if a celebrity mm-hmm. dies, there will be like multiple biopics or something right. like that. So kind of like that. It's just be- yeah. based on a book, not a celebrity's death. Exactly. So I I, th- I think what I, I really what it was is Stephen King wanted to be like. Hey, that other one went off the rails. I, you know, Stanley Kubrick did what he wanted to do, and to good effect. I get not liking it. It's still a good movie, though, and it it brought you a lot of fame and money, probably. So I, so the movie, the or the mini series that was on Channel Seven, 
Uh, I, I always say Channel 7. It was on ABC. I always say that. Well, because for... We had six, Channel 6 in Pennsylvania. Oh, it was ABC. Oh, okay. But what, actually, throughout the 90s and the early 2000s, Stephen King always had like a mini series come out like the stand that sounds right i don't think mm-hmm. i saw any of them but i do remember the advertisements yeah, a little so, bit not a lot bit but a little bit right so it, it it was really actually that was a great time because it it would be like you know it would be longer than a movie so you'd be able to expand so i do get why he was like oh i want to expand the story out was it good? I watched it, and it's not as good as the movie, but mm. it's it's interesting that Fun. it's yeah. But I'm excited for you to watch it. I hope. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't please do not pee yourself. You know what? That's usually the daily goal. So okay. mission accept, challenge accepted. <laughs> no, I don't think you will. I I, I don't think it's uh, it's definitely <laughs> dreadful, but not uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, All right. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm not always a big fan of uh, horror, but uh, this is one I'm one of the few that I'm like very much willing to watch because yeah. it's about, in the words of Lizzo, it's about damn time. It's about <laughs> like, the, it really is about I'm, damn time. I'm damn like time. half past should have seen it 12 years ago yeah. o'clock. So. You don't have to lie anymore. And... Yeah, I don't have to just keep quoting twins. There's like a tricycle too at one point. Is that sure. correct? Yeah. Yeah, okay. See, I can bullshit. I could, I, I could live to yeah. be eighty, and I could keep bullshitting it. But we're not going to do right. that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna finally be an honest woman and see The Shining, because that's what that means. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Woo! Okay, okay. We're gonna, we're gonna watch now. it. So we're gonna yeah. go finally watch it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> We are back. I have seen The Shining, but more importantly, we have our first special guest today, Ryan Parsons. Thank you very much, you both, Yay. for having me. Yay! He Ryan is Parsons. Horror for... movie aficionado. Mm-hmm. I never get to talk about horror movies, so I'm I'm like a boxer right now. I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh, it. awesome! Love yeah. It. You're, you could talk well. You could talk about horror movies with me all day. Her on the other <laughs> hand, well, that's how we met, though, because we work on the same show. That's a video essay, deep cuts, shameless plug. Matt mm-hmm. Catanzano and a puppet uh, talk about B horror movies. Is that correct? I'm mm-hmm. not a horror movie aficionado, but that's accurate. Yeah. yeah. So that's how we met. So I'm like, oh, Brian's got to be on for The Shining because you were also saying. I think, if I'm remembering correctly, you thought it was the weirdest that I hadn't seen The Shining. Like, out of all the movies, you were like, no, I whoa, re- whoa. I remember you asking me what's what's the weirdest movie, of, I mean, mm-hmm. on this list. And mm-hmm. I thought you meant, like, most abstract. Oh. That's why I said it's The Shining's the weirdest. Okay. Not <laughs> my the bad. Not the most strange that you had. My bad. My bad. But you do love this movie, right? Like, I do. I okay, have a lot yeah. of nostalgia wrapped up in this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's one of my tip-top favorites. Well, let's start there. Mm-hmm. I want to know why is it your favorite? Because I've seen it in a 2022 lens. I mostly am fine with it. I have some observations. But I want to hear, what's it like to see this movie before now? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, with both of you, I suppose. But we'll start with you. This movie came on my radar when I was about six. This girl, Colleen, in the first grade, she told us all about The Shining she was also like she'd open the encyclopedia and read about penises and vaginas to us too. This so. is the edgiest first grader I've ever heard of. <laughs> oh my god, that's like a lot. She rolled pretty deep for a first grader, yeah. And wow. I was so scared by her description, I wouldn't go in the bathroom, I wouldn't go near the bath. 
And then my mom thought it, I don't know why, she thought it'd be a good idea to just show me the movie. Immersion therapy. Yeah, I guess. You know what I say about that, though? I, I do agree with that sentiment, though. Because I will, my mind will race of the worst thing possible. Right. Like yeah, if anybody, yeah. like recently my, my family, we had like a family meeting and it was fine. It was just about like Disney World. <laughs> but That's I thought, <laughs> yeah, but I was like, since I didn't know what the family meeting was about, I thought it was, uh, you know, there's something bad. And yeah, so I, I think, I think it's actually a good thing that you were just like, okay. I mean, it's terrifying, scary. Right, but right. Your mind could do a lot worse, I feel. I agree, yeah. And I did I did like it. I don't think I was afraid of it after that. Wow. And they maybe were kind of irresponsible. I saw, like, Terminator 2, The You Fog. guys would have been friends as kids, oh, I feel 100%. like. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Probably, yes. yeah. Oh, Similar childhoods yeah. is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I mean, because, like, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, because my, my parents, they didn't want me to watch anything scary, but I would always go with my friends or my cousins. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's when I would watch all that stuff, and it would be like, oh. So it, it wasn't, for my for me, it wasn't, like, necessarily that my my parents, were, I had nightmares all the time, so, like, mm-hmm. um, but what's funny is horror actually fixes my nightmares, which is the weirdest thing, but, like, um, but, yeah, so I feel like we grew up very similar, you know, going to the video store and seeing all the, the covers yes. and everything, yeah. Yes, I saw so many covers and I would just think, like, what could that possibly be about? Right. The Blob and the Elephant Man both looked really scary. Yeah. And I really wanted to watch both of them. Right, exactly. And sometimes, I mean, that kind of goes with the thing. Like, I, I used to be afraid of this one movie called House House 2. Um, it's the one where it's like a skeleton hand ringing a doorbell. Yeah, yeah. So that used to always be in my head. I actually saw it relatively recently, within the last five years. It is the goofiest fucking movie yeah. <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. I thought it was going to be like the scariest thing I would ever see, but it was goofy and, yeah. and my mind raced and yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. Um, yeah. So you, so did your parents watch it with you or? Yeah. Did, okay. Yeah. So that's okay. Yeah. Family uh, I guess that's a more responsible, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> a responsible we'll let a six-year-old watch it by yeah. himself in a room and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. And so, so it really left an impression on you then, yeah? And it did, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, I've always kind of, you know, been aware of um, whenever it kind of pops up in, in pop culture, the, the twins and the Here's Johnny and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, that's fine. And then you, so you, it's a childhood memory with you. That's part of the nostalgia and why you love That's part of my continuing affection for it, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And then you? And then so I, uh, my, my relationship with it is I just remember this relatively recently. I think as we were watching it, mm-hmm. I watched only the ending probably around the same age that you watched it. But I only watched the ending, the most unhinged the most intense part. part. That's all I watched. <laughs> oh my God. Nothing leading up to it. So uh, I just only had that frame of reference. And then um, I read the book. I, or I was starting to read the book, like I said in the preview review. And then uh, I, the school term ended and I, I stopped reading The Shining. <laughs> and, I, um, and then I watched it later and I was like, oh, this is that. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um but yeah, so like as you've grown with it, do you feel like you've noticed new things about it or anything? Um, um 
I think maybe I've realized more what exactly about it works on me. Because mm-hmm. going in kind of for the first time, I mean, it was scary. That's about all I knew. But right. getting older and, you know, watching it regularly over the years, I I start to, you know, as, as one does, you kind of pick apart like, oh, wow, this... It, this editing in particular is is really like mm-hmm. you know aiding Ryan went to film school too that's also I worth mean that's noting. that's like being he's... generous describing it as film school oh, I thought you did a little bit okay I dabbled <laughs> I was in one of his films so like right, I met yeah. all his film friends from school so that's where I got that from right right but you study film, like you 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 make films, yeah, so yeah, but, it's a different yeah. lens, anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're no pun intended. Not... <laughs> <laughs> Has that like inf- inspired you? Like, is that one of your big inspirations then? The uh, Shining specifically? Uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of hard to say. Okay, I'm I'm almost positive it has some way or another. Mm-hmm. I think most people these days who are filmmakers, probably whether they like it or not. Stanley Kubrick has probably inspired them one way or another, Mm -hmm. unconsciously or otherwise. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because I, God, I was having a discussion with somebody, I feel like this week, that they were like, oh, I hate Stanley Kubrick. Mm -hmm. Um, and And I do get the sentiment, but I feel like those are people who are kind of like impatient about film. You know what I mean? Like, get a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. And I, and, and really, uh, you know, I, I mean, we'll get to it, but, you know, uh, seeing it for the first time in, like, mm-hmm. the 2020s, or, you know, it, it might be a little different, especially the way that storytelling is. Yeah. And, you know, after 40 years or, right. or so, you right. know. Yeah, totally. I, I, what's interesting, like, I think with my reaction to it is there's so many things I do appreciate about it. Like, I think it's good art. Mm-hmm. Because I've been thinking about it. And we saw this, what, like two weeks ago? We all watched it together like two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I've thought about it most days. That wow. is good art. Like, you know, like it left an impression. But I don't know what I'm thinking about it. Which is also good art. You know what I mean? Like in its mm-hmm. own way. But some of the storytelling... I didn't mind that it was slow. I like the cinematography. I like how it was like structured, even though at a certain point with all the like, you know, titles where it's like winter or like Tuesday and then it's like Friday and then it's like Monday. And I'm like, I'm losing track of what to like, just say next week or a few days later. Um, Not literally. That's not really a grievance, but at a certain point I'm like, I don't really know where we are. I just feel like it's all happening faster and faster. But um, yeah, there were some things we had to stop the movie once or twice because I was like, what's happening? Like, you know, like, or can someone explain? Just cause I just wanted to have the right context, you know? Um, but honestly, I think my biggest problems with it were two things. One is Shelley Duvall's character was very one-dimensional. She's a great actress, mm-hmm. but the way it was written was like, I was telling Ryan this before you uh, came, I was like, we talk a lot about the Bechdel test and how, like, if movies can exist without, you know, about a woman and she's doing anything more than wanting a relationship. We're talking about a relationship or a man or whatever. Um, I think we don't give enough of a spotlight to movies, especially from the 20th century when film was like solidifying as like a storytelling form and how that's gotten into all of us. There's so many women that are just wives and mothers. 
Mm-hmm. It's not quite the same as like the Bechdel test, but it's like adjacent to it or a cousin to it. And I, I think any movie that we watch that's like a few decades old, I have the feeling I'm going to start sounding like a broken record. <laughs> and like just as a woman pointing that up and be like, this is why we're kind of in the mess we're in. And this is why like things are thankfully changing, but it's still kind of scary. So I didn't, she did such a good job with the part. So I'm not mad at her, but mm-hmm. it was just, it was hard to watch. Also, she was in like a pretty abusive marriage even before he went apeshit. You know, he was very emotionally alienating and that's just hard to watch. But that was the other thing too, though. Jack Nicholson, we all have yeah. some hot takes on this good actor i hated the character from the jump my skin was crawling i did not like him Mm -hmm. and we talked a little bit off screen about how maybe it shouldn't have been jack nicholson playing this character as good of a job as he did being psycho he -hmm. was not a relatable nice guy that you would root for there was nothing rounded there was no arc he just was like crazy and then batshit crazy yeah and i didn't like i yeah, he made my skin crawl, which I guess was the point, but I wish he was more relatable in the beginning. Right. And that's always been my issue with it is him. Also, I mean, like, I, and going back to it, I guess, like my first viewing of the second, only the second half right. of the movie, I think when I watched it in high school, I was like, oh, okay. So it's going to build up to, you know, because I was like, because like I started figuring out this is the movie that I that I had watched, you know, like there are little bits here and there. I really felt like okay, it's gonna start slowly. Just like the the thing is, they they took their time with almost everything yeah. else. Yeah, they took their time in setting up the space, of uh, setting up where they were, how they got there. Uh, they set a lot of that stuff up, but I think with with him, uh, it was just so fast. Not not to say that it was even like, so I guess the way I watched it, just watching the second half was probably the way to watch it. I guess, <laughs> um, See but the thespian at work and with right. no other context, yeah. Uh, I mean, because the thing is, I I think he's great uh, sure. at being unhinged. I mean, there's nobody better. No, he does it the best for sure. <laughs> yeah, so I so I think that there is an element of that but but also going back to like the book it, the the book it definitely does start off in you know a, a slower trajectory instead of like rocketing up into the atmosphere right um, like he seemed like a prick even without falling off the wagon mm-hmm. and this like supernatural stuff happening like yeah. he just I don't know. Like he was barking at his wife even before they went crazy. And yeah. like she was feeding him breakfast in bed and he was sticking his tongue out. And like, mm-hmm. he was very emotionally neglectful to his son. <laughs> like, yeah. It was just like, like I'm not on this guy's side, like mm-hmm. at all skin crawling from the jump. And I think maybe that's why Stephen King was maybe upset about the movie. I mean, there's probably a few things that he was upset about, but I think maybe that might've been one of the bigger issues that he had with it. Um, was Jack Nicholson because I think so going back to the to the mini series uh, on the one that they had on ABC they had Steven Weber from Wings I don't know if you guys know that actor yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and that's a relatable dude though yeah yeah that's exactly what I'm saying is like even though I didn't of course it wasn't that I mean it was on TV so it wasn't like that great but I really do think that it was kind of like oh okay so having a guy named you know, like Steven Weber, like, okay, you could kind of see where he goes crazy instead mm-hmm. of it's just like already predisposed to it or whatever. 
Right. Yeah. Like halfway through the movie, I was thinking about actors that were around the same age or like a dad mm -hmm. age, at least at that time. And I recast Jack Nicholson as uh, Kevin Klein. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Klein. Yeah. Because <laughs> another nice but relatable think, dude with a big range yeah. though you know and I would love to see him go ape shit yeah cause I was even thinking like Harrison Ford or something cause he would have been in his Another 30s one. yeah that's a good yeah. choice yeah how about Burt Reynolds Burt Reynolds yeah actually I don't know if I love it but I don't dislike no. it like, <laughs> no thinking about that yeah I know I think Burt Reynolds would have been pretty good okay. I mean yeah. yeah who would you guys cast these or back then as a replacement for Shelley Duvall I just want her to be well, better like, written. Yeah, better written. <laughs> um, th th I did. I did eyeball a note I had though about her, where it's like Wendy, that was her character, doesn't have a Vermont accent. Like she was very Southern sounding to me, like oh, not okay. New England sounding. Oh, is she and they kept supposed talking, to be? Well, they oh, were talking right. about they're from Vermont, which doesn't mean that she wasn't from somewhere else. And then mm -hmm. hooked up with this guy, but uh, I don't know. The only thing that I didn't love about her, and this is kind of dicey because I don't like commenting on i don't know but like she was a little triggering for she's so waif like mm -hmm. like so and then watching her get like yelled at and attacked the whole time like just mm -hmm. it made me a little uncomfortable yeah um but that's my own issues but um would you guys recast her i don't know if i have a good answer because I, I did like her performance and it was really the way it was written yeah. but do you guys oh, Sigourney weaver that's I mean, I, 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 I'm podcast. always gonna, yeah, I'm always gonna say Sigourney Weaver for anything, yeah. Okay. I mean, for the character written, I thought she was just perfect. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, the the book, she's more of like a normal, well-adjusted person. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's mm -hmm. abuse kind of shading her character, mm -hmm. but I think Stephen King's idea differing from Kubrick's was like putting a normal person in this situation mm -hmm. who hasn't really right. who doesn't look sort of Meek. like she's probably been through a lot or, right. or expects bad mm -hmm. things to happen. Right. Yeah. But I mean as written, I think Wafus Wafish Shelley is just, you know. Yeah. It's cool. It was just it was just yeah, I was just like, oh my God, she's probably like got so many demons being married to this man, possibly needing mm -hmm. to sort of her. So like I don't know. Not that you get any disorder by abuse, but it can be a trauma response. So I don't know. Um, that was a whole thing with me. But yeah, I do wish that I did like, though, actually, that she was sort of the one that saved the day. Yeah. I didn't see that part totally coming. Like, I didn't know who was going to live, who was going to die for the most part. But I was like, oh, she did save her and her child. Mm -hmm. That's actually exactly. that's no. actually a pretty boss move, especially for that era in mm -hmm. film. So I was like, all right, all right. She also won against her husband and a bunch of fucking ghosts. So yeah, like, right. I mean, she Secret she really badass. yeah yeah. So I don't think I, and that kind of is almost like yeah, conquering whatever you know that feeling that yeah people have in in a relationship like that. You know, how do you guys yeah. feel about the child actor? I, I like him. I mean, he's, he is, there's only a certain time where like kids look like that. I don't know. Like <laughs> I, 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 I just, kids just don't look like that for some reason anymore, but I thought he was good. I mean, it was a crazy role. I don't know how that oh kid executed these what it was the direction that they gave the kid? Because was he okay after the fact? Like, yeah, what was his aftercare. <laughs> right. That's insane. 
Um, I read mm-hmm. that he really didn't have any concept of the horror. Mm. So it was it was just kind of, you know, they were just kind of playing things in snippets without yeah. real context for him. So he was oh. just being a kid and being playful, basically. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. That's actually good. I mean, considering what I've read about Stanley Kubrick. That's what I, I'm thinking Probably too, the yeah. best treated actor who's ever worked with Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, that's not his usual. Um, oh, that's so interesting, though. But I... I do think, like, yeah, I think that character has to be just, I mean, it reminded me, wait, did you see Sixth Sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I mean, like, Haley Joel Osment in Sixth Sense, like, yeah. where he's, like, dealing with stuff that nobody else could understand. Yeah. And can't help but being kind of weird because of that, you know? So I, I, I thought he was good. Yeah. At first I was like, oh, I hate this kid. I hate him so much. He's precocious. And then I was like, by probably about 30 minutes in, I'm like, he's a genius thespian. Like, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um, and he was so creepy when he was really in that, like, state. Mm-hmm. I was, like, yeah. so bothered and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what I keep thinking about to some extent. So I'm like, that was just well done because I keep thinking about it. So uh, crazy, though. Like, I didn't realize that the kid was going to be creepy. I didn't realize it was a creepy kid movie besides mm-hmm. the twins. I knew there was twins in it, but mm-hmm. I didn't know that, like, right. the kid was part of the haunting. <laughs> right, exactly. Because, I, I mean, we've talked about, like, the theories of what's going on in there. And I think, like, most of the energy is coming from him. Like, reigniting all whatever specters are inhabiting that right. hotel. And so I, I... And unknowingly so. Like, he doesn't want that to happen. But it's just, like, these specters feeding off of him in a lot of ways. Like, yeah. Dick Halloran mm-hmm. is very powerful with the shining and he's there but being an adult he's probably very practiced at mm-hmm. ignoring those things right and yeah just a little kid wandering in he's the one that like confronted the kid was like oh yeah. you see yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. what's up doc mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah. and him just having no context of really the powers that he has yeah and that's uh you know and that kind of does i mean because that kind of goes back to you know the theory of like poltergeists like poltergeists aren't necessarily dead people who came back to life it is psychic energy from usually a a young person going through uh puberty or whatever like that's usually where it, it and it almost is like a psychic energy and you know whatever feeds off of it kind of like turns it into it activates it basically so i do think that there might be um yeah, yeah, I think you're completely right about that. And I I wonder if it would have been different if Dick would have just stayed. Yeah, I mean, I always think about that. I'm like, why didn't he just stay? Or, like, he could have been the caretaker or something, you know? Well, he probably wants to go to Miami. He probably yeah, wants to go to Miami. Yeah, hang out with his, like, topless photos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Velvet paintings of topless women, yeah. Yeah, that was a choice. Um, yeah. But, like, that was the other, I think my biggest disconnect, which is weird considering how bananas the movie is, but I'm like, I understand why the hotel was shut down for so long. Like, snow, it's not passable, whatever. But, like, they hire a random-ass family to just keep it alive. Like, that's kind of an insane job. That's an insane amount of responsibility. You would think someone that works at the hotel, maybe not Dick, but someone like Dick would 
get overtime for being there all year. Like that, mm-hmm. if it's a seasonal job, you would think someone would be like, oh no, yeah, I want to stay. Like right. to me, the job description just didn't feel real. It's like Rome, this yeah. huge hotel, eat all of our frozen food. Yeah. And you can't leave for months because the roads are impassable. I, I've actually, I've seen listings like that. Like really? I, there was one time where I was like, but it was in the desert. Mm. Wouldn't have been my favorite thing, but it right. was kind of like, if you're a writer, it, like specifically they're like, if you're a writer or something. So this is a real job. Oh yeah. Okay. I, it was like in Idlewild or something. And I was like, uh, that would be interesting. Was it a hotel that you were just going like- to It was like at a... At like kind of like a motelish place, uh-huh. but it was like during like the off season, I guess. So mm. yeah, it does exist, and that was in California. So I imagine they probably, they probably do, and I do think that they. And then I also had a friend who did a similar thing in Alaska, actually, mm. where they had like research facilities. But you know, I mean, he did some of that, but he had to stay behind and like make sure to heat everything, or else like everything would get messed up with the cold or whatever mm. um but i think they prefer families i and guess it, you don't go insane and in yeah where you can find them or yeah uh yeah and and that was and that was one of the other things about that listing that i had seen <laughs> it was just a, a dumb job listing for that i only consider it for literally three seconds but um <laughs> they they were actually saying it would be best for a couple like they're like we prefer couples and i was like okay that's interesting to Mm. think about yeah Hmm. so no caveats you're offered the same job as jack and his family in the shining would you Mm -hmm. take it how many months is it i think it was like four or five it may have been more than that because wasn't it like end of fall and they weren't going to open till may or something it felt like a long time it was being described but i might be wrong um because colorado I, winters are from fall to like almost early june yeah uh gosh i don't know i think i i think it would be neat to like work on stuff yeah i wouldn't mind taking a little break yeah i would <laughs> with you? caveats oh. uh-huh you know what i mean like i wouldn't want it to be that long and i wouldn't want it to be like that big of a place or that remote of a place. Mm. I want a house sit, I think, is what it is. I don't want a hotel sit. Right, right. I don't know. Um, I get the appeal of it, especially as a writer, but I just think they would just get creepier. What if someone does wander in from the woods or the snow? As a yeah. woman, I don't want to be there for that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Right. What well, we're going. It's a package deal, the three right. of us. Oh, Fine. Yes. I'll do it with you right. two then. Fine. Okay. I'll have two men to protect me and a <laughs> pretend guard dog. <laughs> Yeah, um, I I know it's it is really daunting and and I don't know I mean Stephen King must have maybe even heard something like mm-hmm, that maybe. like and even when you're seeing them drive into it it's like holy shit yeah that's like if, deep Colorado like the the Stanley Hotel is like in Estes Park Colorado which is like a little bit if I'm getting the directions right because highways are just highways to me and I don't have a great direction but on the map I'm pretty sure it's like just a little north maybe northwest of like Boulder or like Fort Collins mm-hmm. I think closer to Fort Collins actually and like I don't think I saw the Stanley Hotel but I've been to Estes Park and it's accessible like there's tons of main roads and like if it is up the mountain or something i don't think it's as grand grandiose as like those beginning shots yeah and like those are like deep mountains that like 
even like Aspen or other like ski towns, like they're accessible. Like they, mm-hmm. they might close for like a weekend, like the highways right. or something, like if there's a blizzard, but how far away was this hotel in Stephen King's world? Like it was mm-hmm. not based in reality, I think is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Being a former Colorado resident, you know, I was like, mm, a lot of this is sort of exaggerated, especially for the geography that they're talking. And oh, when sure. Dick landed and like the, the, time frame that he and the highways he was using I'm like mm, those are not correct <laughs> to yeah. get to where it was from the origin of inspiration yeah. at least but but california is always maligned with our yeah. distances it's like oh they wouldn't have been in like mm-hmm. like watching clueless i'm like oh yeah. they wouldn't have made it <laughs> they wouldn't have gone there by 10 what are you talking about yeah but also you're you're getting it from uh, a person who's uh, foreign, foreign. It's foreign to them, you know. Because yeah, I was, true. I was just talking to my friend Jen, and we, and, and we were talking about. She was asking me, "Do you really think like my family's home is in the country?" And I'm like, "For me, yeah, one hundred percent. If you, if I'm she's trying from to, Pennsylvania, she's like from me. Pennsylvania, yeah. and I'm trying to imagine it right now, and I'm like, oh yeah, you had to drive like, and it probably for them it was probably like you know four or five miles from mm-hmm. the main." downtown area but for me it was like 15 20 right, right. so I, I i think and also you have to make it a little scary you have to sprinkle <laughs> a little scariness in it yeah but yeah so would you yeah. do it though would you would say you? Yeah. yeah probably yeah. yeah i'll learn how to fix a boiler yeah, yeah. I, would be good. I don't have any skills that's the other part that i'm like eh, with friends but maybe but. you know what that was the other thing is wendy was doing all of the maintenance she did everything yeah. he was just uh, obviously not typing anything coherent and no. and she was over there fixing the boiler she was putting them on making Things, him breakfast yeah. like doing the child rearing like it was a triggering movie in a lot no of for sure but i mean but also at the same time like it is triggering but it's also the reality of that time that's fair. i mean that's i mean you could if you were to mm-hmm. do it any other way, it wouldn't be realistic. That's true. That's you know? totally true. Yeah. But um, yeah, let's get to the spooky parts. What were the the were there? Okay, for you, was there any like jump scares? Were you ever like, oh shit, fuck? Um, almost no. Okay. Good. You know, which surprised me, and I think it speaks to it's a forty-year-old movie. So I understood when the music was playing. I'm like, this is a device. This mm. has been perfected. I have fallen for this before. Not this time today, Kubrick. Not this time. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't, I was surprised at how not scary, like psychologically, I think it's scary, but like I didn't um, actually get that scared. And I'm a wimp when it comes to horror movies. So like I was surprised at how not scared I was. But I feel like towards the end, there was probably a few jump moments, whether it's like him chasing her or the part where Dick gets murdered. Like just, and I knew I called that. Like I, I was like, oh god, the black guy's gonna die, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like shit. I know, yeah. I did say that, but um, even though I saw it coming, I feel like it was more gruesome than I was expecting. You know, so it was like there was a few moments. I think when he was chasing his uh, son in the little snow maze thing too, it wasn't like a jump scare, but I was like, I genuinely don't know what's gonna happen does he kill his whole family? Mm-hmm. Like, I was right. pretty sure he was going to die or, like, he was going to snap out of it or something. But I was, like, I really couldn't figure it out because I'm, like, I feel like if he really murdered his family, I would have heard that 
in pop culture at some point, but I really was not sure how it was going to end. So like that was the most suspenseful part for me when I'm like, I know this is like, we're really at the climax, this is gonna end, but like, I don't know what's gonna happen. So that's when I was the most at the edge of my seat, but I don't think I jumped a lot. What about you guys when you watched it as children? <laughs> like yeah. what were the scariest parts to you or what would you label as the scariest parts? I think especially being closer to age with Danny, mm-hmm. like it, I mean, there was a lot that was a f- yeah. scary for, from when I f- first watched that half. And I think, I think for me, it was more of, I, I honestly think the scariest thing about it is just the desolation, like the ice, like, mm-hmm. oh no, yeah. he, this person could take apart the radio and like take out the spark plugs. You're stuck here forever mm-hmm. with this maniac and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, when I was a kid, I remember being like, "Oh, there are ways that people could outsmart you, and yeah, you're you're dead." You know, that's scary. Um, I agree with that. And also, like hedge mazes have always kind of scared me a little bit. Yeah, because of The Shining. Um, ah, maybe. Ooh. Yeah, probably. Psychological I, moment. <laughs> yeah, and I've I've done um because but I do like corn mazes. Anything that I could see over, I'm, I'm fine mm. with that. But um, but also just getting trapped because there is this concept. I don't know if you guys have. I, I probably talked to you guys about it while we were watching this. But it's a um, a new like spooky stories about the back rooms where people could clip out of reality and end up in these never ending hallways where you just keep going. Time and space doesn't really exist there, so you just keep living and you just walk endlessly and you will never find the end. But then there's like different parts where it's like, so I, I'm I'm always afraid of getting like, yeah, trapped somewhere where I could literally never get out. So um but also I mean just being inside of the hotel, like you get that weird feeling in the hotel too, mm-hmm. not not just in the maze, I think. Yeah. Well just even being post pandemic, quote unquote, I mean there was a time where we were all trapped at home and it yeah. was different, but there was an outside force that we had to be like careful about. So I feel like right. that hits differently a little now mm-hmm. too. Yeah. What about you? Um nothing really like like wow, scary mm-hmm. for it um, for me with it, but um, it's really just kind of harrowing. Yeah, like there's long stretches where it's just kind of unrelenting. Yeah, like um, the woman in the tub. Yeah, mm-hmm. when he's chopping down the door, it's not like startling you or anything, but it just like your nerves are shot just because mm-hmm. it's terrifying and it's not stopping. Right, it's the dread. Yeah, yeah, and more than anything. Yeah, dread like. In more subtle ways, um, going back to performances, um, it's like everyone is acting so weird. Mm-hmm. Like they're not behaving or speaking really like normal people. It's either right. it's either just like wild, like Jack was, or Shelley and the doctor talking. They were like very cold and clinical. Yeah. And I think that from the outset, for me, gets me in wow. an off-kilter mood. Yeah. Like, I can see that. This is very strange. And then that kind of lends to more unpredictability. Mm-hmm. For me, it's it, that and, like, the way it's shot, it's it's very destabilizing, which kind of makes me uncomfortable in a, in a good way. Mm-hmm. I agree with that because it was very um, mundane. Like, it was a normal family with problems, but, like, 
they were kind of underneath the surface, you know, hence like the doctor scene or like his, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, admission of being sober for six months or whatever it was. The kids wearing Mickey Mouse, you know, like everything was just so normal. Mm-hmm. And then they're at this like grand hotel and all this crazy stuff happens too. So it's like there's layers to this movie and why it's effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for I sure. get it. Yeah. Because it could happen to anyone if it can happen to this dry, mundane family. Yeah. And especially, like, now watching it, it's, like, so weird because it's, like, so far, it seems like, you know, a historical document. Yeah. And and, um, so, yeah, it really is kind of like, oh, wow. Okay. No, crazy stuff happens back then, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, one one of the things that I really thought was... I, I like you know say what you will about Jack Nicholson we already said our, our piece with that but like I really do feel like they did a good job of like amping up go, the supernatural elements mm-hmm. like I think they did a good job yeah. with with that of course I kept you know? waiting for like when something else gonna happen because like mm-hmm. you see the twins or the blood mm-hmm. in the elevator and then there's like t- 20 minutes goes by with like nothing yeah, or right. whatever like yeah. to your point and then it's like slowly, oh, there's people in this bar all of a sudden or yeah. whatever. It's like, this is me. <laughs> but could you, I mean, the thing, the sucky thing is that Danny only saw the, the worst stuff. Yeah. Because we don't even know what happened to Danny in that room. Mm-hmm. Like, so he was having to deal with, he, even before he got there, he saw those elevators with the blood coming mm-hmm. out. He saw the twins who were murdered. He saw all these bad things, and then Jack, oh, cool, I get to see a party from the 1920s and stuff like that. <laughs> so he has such a different experience yeah. than anyone else does in this sure. family. That's true. And, I mean, and he probably felt like he was going crazy. I and, mean, you know, he was going crazy, you know. And, you know, I, I think we had talked about it before, but um, it, it was kind of revealed later. And, you know, you could, it, it may not it may just be like a after the fact thing, but uh, Tony, when he's talking as Tony, that's supposed to be him from the future um, because his name is uh, Daniel Anthony Torrance. So he went by his middle, his middle name. Oh, like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was talking to himself from the future, trying to like protect him and trying to tell him, obviously it doesn't work. <laughs> like it, it, probably made things a lot worse but you know i i think that that's um and that's according to the sequel right that's according to the sequel yeah what's the sequel's name again dr sleep dr sleep and um yeah so that i i i I really liked it personally even though i mean they definitely take because yeah you're probably not gonna watch it and oh you know what (laughs) it's i mean it could it's one of those things that was written I mean, how many years later? It was written yeah. like, Long you know, decades. 30, 35 years later. Yeah. So, um, like, Stephen King was probably just bored one day and was like, well, I'm going to finish whatever I think um, is going to happen and stuff. But it really kind of it does get delve more into The Shining and, like, how it manifests different ways in different people. Because there's other things in, in the Stephen King universe where The Shining actually does happen, but it's in different ways. I mean, like in The Green Mile, um, you know, uh, Michael Duncan Clark's, yeah, yeah. yeah, his character has The Shining. Um, It just manifests in a different way. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. slightly different details, but it's the same kind of 
thing mm-hmm. where you could transfer memories to people and stuff so yeah um but then but then you start i i i don't know i was thinking about it the other day and i was like i kind of like because i've been watching halloween as well like the new the newer halloweens and they start like explaining like oh you know like in some of the sequels they start explaining like oh yeah yeah the cult yeah the cult of the thorn yeah mm-hmm. yeah and they start like explaining why he's like that and i'm like i i like it but i get how like that mystery kind of is almost better you know just let it happen and and see how it goes i don't know what you guys think about that but yeah i would have loved like a throwaway line even like that sort of explained what the phenomenon was because if especially if you're not as well versed with like the supernatural because you don't watch like horror movies all the time that's why i had to stop once or twice and be like what's happening just because i don't want to spend the movie confused you know Mm -hmm. like i'm fine for like slow storytelling or slow reveals but it never really was labeled as like either a mental illness or supernatural power or whatever, mm. you know, I was, I thought going into the movie that it was going to be about ghosts, but it's something way deeper than that. And that's never exactly labeled, mm. you know? So I'm glad I had two horror nerds with me to explain mm. it to me because <laughs> right. I would have been like, wait, this doesn't even make, I think there's like slow reveals and like leaving some mystery, but then there's also completely confusing and alienating some of your audience. And I felt like, I was just glad I watched it with you guys because I would have been way closer to the ladder without you guys. Mm-hmm. I would right. have been like, just creepy stuff's happening and we don't know why. Yeah. So like a throwaway line, kind of like an improv, just label something, mm-hmm. call it, and then you well, can follow the yeah. crazy. And I think I think Dick tries to explain that. But in watching mm-hmm. this in watching this again, I was I realized that I, I in in my opinion, I feel like Jack has the shining. Mm-hmm. He's been stifling it with the drinking you know because uh, in doctor sleep that's also what right. danny does the same thing danny gets into drugs and you know after the tragedy like he's and people are like oh he's a you know freak and stuff so he gets you know way into drinking and then drug into drugs and um and that's the way that he kind of gets away from it and um, I think I think in a lot of ways Jack had the shining as well because because uh, I think when uh, when Dick was talking about his grandmother his grandmother always also had the shining so it is hereditary it, it is hereditary but then now you're getting into like oh explanation explanation territory because one of my favorite scary movies is it follows and they explain enough they explain the rules they don't explain why any of the it happens but they just let it so I would have Go. liked a few rules because, like, you're right. Dick did contextualize some of it for sure, but it was still like an adult talking to a kid and sort of speaking vaguely, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I'm like, no, talk to me like I'm a child who doesn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> so like one clarification clarification line would have been Chef's kiss for me, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I think going back to it, I think that's another one of the thing that Stephen King because this book or the the book wasn't necessarily supposed to center on Jack. It's it doesn't. Oh. It's actually more of Danny's book, you know. I really um, like that. Or or just like these are cuz you you have to see a few most things through his eyes because he has the shining and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think damned if you do, damned if you don't in a lot of ways. What yeah. do you think? Um I really like open-ended stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I yeah, I don't know something something about 
real like weird and alienating. I love weird and alienating because some stuff in The Shining is is just not touched upon as far mm-hmm. as what does this mean? Right. Why is this happening exactly? I like that kind of almost Lovecraftian thing of right. like, well, you can't know. Yeah, it's, it's just it's like trying to explain it to Lady Grimaldi here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And yeah, exactly, because we have no concept of that. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah, just like the way you know we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about yeah baseball with with you know some or to cavemen or whatever. Like they're like, wait, what? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For second what okay <laughs> the numbers what are these um but anyways like i i yeah I, I i agree with you on that because i mean one of the biggest i mean it leaves you the movie leaves you with this picture of jack torrance in 1924 mm-hmm. and it's like what i mean because like yeah. even for me i'm like because i am like the person who likes to see the similar but even on that, I don't think anybody really knows what that means. Like, yeah. was he there the whole yeah. time? Or like, yeah. You just kind of get the impression of like, okay, cycle complete. Yeah. Right. It's like, what is the cycle exactly? Yeah. Yeah. Or like he's been written into this universe yeah. or yeah. Mm-hmm. something, absorbed into it, some, something. But yeah, even that doesn't feel quite right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Clark and I did a little field trip. Yeah, we did. A couple days later. Did, did I tell you this? Mm-hmm. We went to, what's the name of the hotel? The Biltmore. The Biltmore, where there was a scene from Ghostbusters, so we wanted oh, to get some okay. TikTok footage. We, if you don't follow us on TikTok, let's finally watch it. Do it because mm-hmm. we're gonna have some stuff coming out this week. Because this was an old, beautiful hotel, but also all old, beautiful hotels are low key creepy, and they mm-hmm. had so many photos because it's where the Academy Awards used to be. So they have all these like old. Uh, group shots of this like ballroom and and there's like uh, guides where it's like look for Fred Astaire here look for whomever here Betty Davis and the photos look like what The Shining was and this is like a day or two after we watched it yeah it was like yeah it was really weird weird. like are we in it (laughs) I know it did feel really weird being there for real yeah I was getting it was like glitch in the matrix like for us going literally was it what a day or two later I I think it was definitely in the same week I don't Mm. think it was yeah 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 no it was like a few days later yeah Yeah. maybe in the next day yeah and um yeah totally and I and that kind of goes back to like some of like even the imagery of it Mm -hmm. I mean like I always said like the 19 the 19 teens to the 19 like 30s like that's like spooky era like whenever you think of haunted houses it's usually houses from that era and also like one of i one thing that's stayed with me my entire life is the oldies playing in another room like the mm-hmm. you know the jazz playing in another room and for some reason i listen to this all the time there's there's a channel on youtube if you're watching this on youtube well don't do this quite yet but finish us finish finish this first but then look up like oldies playing in another room and for some reason it's soothing to me i i like creepy shit all the time so i guess like that's why but also there's a game called bioshock too uh as well where they are um under the ocean and it's like a cult from the 1920s and stuff and there's constantly like this music playing in the background in another room or whatever and that kind of creepiness of what is that what is that other like there is life in this other 
place that we can't see or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I think that that's kind of like Stanley Kubrick really used that brilliantly, I, th- I think, in, in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like an, you can't relate yeah. at all. Like, I, I like creepy music like that mm-hmm. where you're like, people listen to this? This is the scariest thing I've ever heard. Exactly. It's like, okay, like, these are, like, some bonker lyrics and, like, (laughs) and they all kind of sound the same. You can't really even distinguish what they're singing, too, most of the time. And it just feels like these voices from beyond. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And also around that time, there's also a lot of um, spiritualism is huge, you know, in the 1910s and 19... Or actually, probably... 1890s to the 1920s or whatever but I think that uh, yeah there's there's definitely a lot because I'm thinking about like audiences when they saw this like yeah. in the 1970s or 1980 early 1980s or whatever wait when did it come out? 1980 19, I think, yeah 1980 right? yeah when audiences saw that when it came out they were probably like ooh well oh, the 1920s oh that's a scary you know that's my grandma's time or whatever, you know. I think it's also just because it was such a fancy time, like the 20s and the 30s. Mm-hmm. Like the 30s obviously wasn't as great financially, but like the the the, the wardrobes of people, the the you know, jazz, the opulence, yeah. Yeah, and then like uh, in the 30s too, like the golden age of Hollywood was starting. You know, it was such mm-hmm. a glamorous thing. So to juxtapose it with something creepy, mm-hmm. right, works like yeah. it pops. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's a good backdrop. Mm-hmm. I agree. For something spooky. Yeah. Yeah. And um and also and also like another thing that I had I think I had noticed it before, but like I I I think especially with Jack, I I, I kind of feel like it is an analogy of like colonialism like white like mm. white supremacy to be honest like i know now i'm starting to get like a little abstract but like i because th- like there is a moment when jack went to the bar and he was like white man's burden mm. and i was yeah. like oh like what are you being burdened by you're here in the lap of luxury on stolen literal yeah. stolen land i yeah. mean because when they talked about when they oh, built yeah. it they said that it was built on top of a literal. That's right. Uh, it was like a Native American, Native American cemetery, cemetery, right? Yeah. Okay. And they were fighting off, you know, Native Americans. They kept That's attacking and stuff because this was sacred for them. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I I kind of felt like, you know, when Jack is or Jack Torrance, well, Jack, well. I wonder if Jack he did squared. that. Yeah, Jack, Jack squared. squared. They're the same he, person, yeah. the character and actor, I know, as far as I I'm know. concerned. Yeah. Pretty much. But, um, you know, when he's, like, complaining about, I mean, especially, like, white man's burden. Mm-hmm. Like, because you see Wendy, like, going back to it, Wendy's doing all the work yep. and stuff like that. And his son's being traumatized. He doesn't have to do shit. He's just there, you know. There was also, what's interesting, and I'm just, connecting now uh the guy who killed his family before who was Mm -hmm. like at the hotel talking to jack like 
he said some very inappropriate language. Oh, but yeah. And I'm not saying that that didn't fly in 1980, but that really did fly when that guy would have been alive. Oh, for you sure. Know, I'm sure yeah. that was polarizing to 1980s audiences because we were still we still have a ways to go with like race but mm-hmm. we were somewhere in the middle in 1980 where like right. civil rights had already happened but like <laughs> we still we had even further way to go yeah. so to have someone from that time period use the really bad word that yeah. way people can't say it was like uh, yeah shocking i feel like even it was that shocking time, yeah and it was even more shocking now but it was like oh that's probably a someone that was a jerk that said that all the time when he was alive, mm-hmm. you know, and the society right. supported it. So, yeah. Yeah. There was definitely some some of that there, for sure. Yeah. So that's what, yeah. It's just a little thing. A little thing that Stanley Kubrick sprinkled on, mm-hmm. you know. That also is kind of um, like um, vicious enough that it lends mm-hmm. the spiritual, like, mm-hmm. antagonist kind of thing more mm-hmm. of a kind of malevolence yeah yeah it's pointed it's not just like yeah. oh yeah. i'm gonna grab anyone i'm gonna point out yeah yeah mm-hmm. these uh socio-political subtext of right. we're gonna target <laughs> yikes yeah and i think yeah it's a good shorthand to be like oh this guy's <laughs> a bad dude <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a sure sign <laughs> yeah it's like oh don't be his best friend <laughs> yeah you shouldn't have fallen for it jack I mean, yeah, that was his fault. And he brought his demons there. So also like the people hiring him, I would have been like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. You're going to kill your family. I know it. That's what I mean, though. (laughs) But from the jump, my skin was crawling. Mm -hmm. And I've seen other Jack Nicholson movies. He's not often the likable guy but my skin's not necessarily crawling from the jump either but i was just like just the plucky smile and being like yeah oh boy i like this job or whatever i was like oh Mm -hmm. my god like exactly to clark's point like that's a future murderer that's a future Mm -hmm. like i don't want that guy handling any of my property what are you talking about (laughs) like i yeah yeah. What were they thinking? I guess it, maybe there wasn't a lot of people applying, but yeah, that was just. Yeah. He was creepy. He was creepy from the jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not in the horror movie way, in the bad man way. Right. Exactly. But hey, I. I want. Now that I. Yeah. Now, now that I think about it, maybe that should be the test for someone. <laughs> like, if they're like. We need to send them to this hotel to see if they could, I don't know, go to the moon or, or Mars or whatever. I don't know. I think that should be what NASA uses. Yeah. So far, they haven't sent any psychos, right, into space? No. They could, though. They should. But they could, yeah. One one lady had some problems. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you, do you remember? It was probably close to 20 years ago. What happened? This This woman was an astronaut. I don't remember her name. Oh, former astronaut, right? Yeah. Oh, is this the and one that like drove across the country? Yes. Talking? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Jody never Arias? Mind. Is that it? Or is that someone else? That's somebody That's else. Someone else. Oh, okay. I but I I'm helped. like, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. They did send one. At least she didn't do anything in space, I guess. Or maybe the space, maybe the space like triggered her. It could have been. Space fever. Yeah. Yeah. She could have gone space cabin or or that's a mentally ill person yeah 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) exactly but yeah most of us haven't been to space and most of us have a mental illness of some kind right (laughs) 
But yeah, those are about my thoughts on that. Does anybody have any... uh... I think the only thing we didn't talk about, although we did kind of like... Oh, there's just two things that I noticed. I'm like, why is the mom reading Catcher in the Rye? Isn't that something that you read in high school? (laughs) I wrote this down. And also for me, I didn't read Catcher in the Rye until relatively recently. Oh, okay. Because (laughs) I am the mom. Because, oh, I would have probably been her. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, we didn't have to read it in high school. I did. Um, but, like, I really think that it's always, for me, anybody who reads that book is crazy because I think Mark David Chapman mm-hmm. was, like, obsessed with that book, the one who yeah. uh, murdered um, John, John Lennon, Lennon yeah. or assassinated John Lennon. And I... Ever? It's an us versus them book. Yeah, yeah, it really is, and I and that's why I didn't. I never wanted to read it, and it, and I didn't. <laughs> also, ha- pretentious people love that book. I know. Quote it. So, like, you're right for. I mean, to avoid yeah, because yeah. I think like normies or. Yeah. I think uh, Family Guy makes fun of that book often, and as um, they should. It's not as good as people claim. Yeah, it. yeah, I think it's fine. I, I mean, because even like Franny and Zoe, the, the other Salinger stuff too. I'm like, but I do like. Franny and Zoe a little bit better, mm-hmm. but yeah, because they talk about like Eastern philosophies or whatever. But anyways, yeah, that was that. that I I did write that down. That's, That's so funny. interesting. Great, great yeah. And then the only other thing that we 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 touched on this a little, but like, or at least I did. But the bathroom scene where Jack Nicholson just walks in, and the woman, I get it, she's a specter or whatever the f she mm-hmm. is, or figment of his imagination. We don't know, but. I wrote, this is why men don't realize it's creepy when you invade our space. <laughs> because yeah. he walks in and she's like, I'm naked in a bathtub and I'm just soaping up and like, doesn't seem creeped out. Doesn't, isn't like, who are you, sir? Exactly. I'm not even offended. Bodies are beautiful, but who are you, sir? Like, she's just rolling with it. And I get it. She eventually turned into like someone else and he wasn't having it. But I'm like, there's just been too much imagery made by men for men. <laughs> and I don't care what context this is in the movie. This just makes it stand out to me. And I'm like, this is why so many, even good men don't understand. You can't just like come up to us and like say anything or do anything. Like there's so trust me as a woman, there's that hit too close to home. I did not like it. <laughs> yeah. So good to know. Yeah. You guys are prince among, princes amongst men. So not I these can't. guys, but mm-hmm. yeah, some other men's out there. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think that's it. I yeah. think we talked about everything. Is there anything you wanted to add to it or anything that we missed that you're like, no, we got to talk about this? Real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of those things that I think was subtly working to enhance the creepiness, but I never realized until I saw this documentary about The Shining, mm-hmm. Room 237. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets into some real crackpot stuff. That... I, did, I did watch mm. that. I mean, that's part of the reason why, yeah, with right, the Native right. American, yeah. The geography of the hotel, mm-hmm. if you're really watching as people walk around or go into a room or leave a room, some stuff just does not make any sense. Right. Like it's okay. not um, consistent, I, or it's not right, like like architecturally. I it did, doesn't make sense. I did um, notice that. I remember, um, like the the pantry is yeah. There's yeah. The door opens the wrong way, right, or something like that. And I don't know. The thing is, if they're on location, they could just do you know 
it was a set. They can do whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, they could have Which done. makes you think like, okay, some Stanley Kubrick intentionally made something not make any sense. Wow, yeah. Because he's meticulous. And so there's mm-hmm. no reason for him to make a mistake. Right. There's no, he doesn't make a mistake. That, I mean, that's, that's one of the maddening things I think about, like Stanley Kubrick's and those auteurs where they have like full control over things. It's like they don't make mistakes on purpose. So, so it like, means something. Yeah, it yeah. always means something. But you, you, you could drive yourself mad. I mean, like, because mm-hmm. I, I did watch that a, a few years ago. Um, and yeah, it's like, wow, you guys are reading into literally everything about this. I mean, some things do make Some of the things did make sense. But I'm like, wow, this is this is really, like, interesting that people even picked up on that, you know, or watched it hard enough or i mean i think that i think that's what happens when you watch something enough times you know yeah, you yeah. look for more and more yeah little little things that you might your brain absorbs stuff because it like already knows where the jokes are where the you know like one of my favorite examples of that is my mom and i had like a good cry laugh watching christmas vacation for like the 12th millionth time because the scene after the turkey is all dry and mm-hmm. blown up and stuff and they're eating yeah they're literally dipping the turkey in water to like. <laughs> oh my god! And like we had missed that like in I had previous no using, viewings, uh-huh. but everyone at the table is like acting really well because they're just eating this terrible meal and they're doing different things to try to make yeah, it better. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so subtle and relatively brief, but it's like brilliant. But it's because you already know the blueprint and bones and jokes, mm-hmm. and your your brain has more space to see the other stuff and. My, if you're watching on YouTube, my dog is having social hour with uh, two of her favorite uncles. She's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. My friends are here. Yep. But you're, Yeah. This is the Grimmy show. Mm-hmm. This is the new Grimmy podcast. Wanna, As always. Do you want to say anything? <laughs> oh, she's going to sip in that. That'll be fun. That'll be some AM, AMSR. Is that, is that what it is? ASMR? A- I forget. AS, I think it's ASMR. Okay. I, oh, that is the worst thing for me. <laughs> I hate it. Somebody was like, oh, you should listen to this before you go to sleep. I tried it one time, and it was like some, <laughs> something like tapping on bowls or whatever. I and I was this. like, no, thank you. I hate this. Rather listen to 1920s music. Yes. I mm-hmm. Put on some 1920s music. Yes. Yeah, some Count Basie or whatever. Like, I'm not, uh, yeah. I'm not going to listen to people eat. Uh, like oh my god, sound. I don't care. People, come on. I mean, I guess people like it, but I don't get it. People are weird. People are weird. You're weird. We're all weird, just in different yeah. ways. But Jack Nicholson in this movie is the most it's weird. Most of them all. weird, exactly. Okay, well, yeah. Thank you so much for yeah, being on the you. show. Thank you guys for having me. I got some of that pent up horror talk out of me. So I know, yeah. And well, it's on season. It's actually October. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. We may be able to convince her. You're not supposed to look at my mouth. Um, you may. We may be able to convince Blair to watch maybe another scary movie. Okay. Uh, there's yeah. some good ones. Yeah, there's some good ones out there. I mean, the thing is, you weren't afraid with mm-hmm. this movie. You might be okay with horror. like Maybe I've grown out of it. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I legitimately sat down and watched a horror movie. Like, I really couldn't. I would have to think Yeah, maybe really hard about that. So maybe, like, life has just been so horrifying for me that I'm like, yeah, blood in elevators, it's fine. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you might have... Uh... Yeah, you might you might be the it might be or the right, feel safe with older right movies because I know the formula that, that you know, yeah, you outsmart it and not be yeah. as freaked. I don't know. 
I don't think it's I'm ever gonna be like you guys and I'm gonna like love it in my bones, you know? Mm-hmm. But for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But this is Ryan Parsons. Do you have any social media or any projects, anything you wanna plug? Um No. <laughs> yeah, your Instagram's private, right? No, no. Oh it's not? Oh, okay. No, you can check out my Instagram. Um shoot, what is it? R P Parsons L T D. And if it's you're... just friend stuff, really. If you're watching, I'll spell it out on Pretty Font and stuff. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then your... Uh... Yeah, other Clark C. <laughs> other Clark C. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's... Uh... Clark Kinez. Yeah. I, somebody was commenting on... Because we were talking about a creep um, who, like, takes pictures of people. I, I don't know. Uh, like, the... Um, Oh, what was that one guy from the American Apparel? The American Apparel dude, Terry, whatever. Um, I was like, oh, I got a new camera. And they're like, and because they were talking about, oh, creep with the camera. And I'm like, oh, but I have a camera. Or a guy with a camera. And I was like, oh, I'm a guy with a camera. And they're like, yeah, but we looked at your Instagram. There's literally no humans on it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's true. That's so oh funny. my god, what are you doing? She's acting so she, weird right now. She's hungry, I think. She's like, someone okay. feed me. Oh, that's right. Um, okay. what, where are you trying to go? Okay. <laughs> I'm Lauren Blair Donovan. Okay. Blairosaurus Rex pretty much everywhere. And uh, we're going to feed my dog now, I guess. So thank you for watching. And next week we're going to be watching Coco. So stay tuned for that. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys.